Hello everyone, and welcome to Cape Corner. I'm your host with a decent amount, Blue. In this podcast, we'll dive down the rabbit hole to uncover the history, impact, and information about a different character every episode. The main focus will be on superheroes and comic book characters, but I'll also touch on other aspects of nerd culture from time to time, like anime and movies, or video games, or really anything I'm in the mood for. (laughs) Um, I'll do both well-known and obscure characters, so expect to hear about the Joker, and expect to hear about Matter Eater Lad. Oh, we'll get to Matter Eater Lad. He's had it coming for too long now. Anyway, since this is the first episode, I felt it was only appropriate to start things off with the character who kicked off the modern superhero era, who brought comics and nerd culture into the spotlight. He's the Man of Steel, the Man of Tomorrow, the last son of Krypton. Today, I'll be covering Superman. To start, Superman was the brainchild of Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, two Jewish men whose parents emigrated to America and Canada, respectively, to escape anti-Semitism. So, right off the bat, let's get something out of the way. If you're a person who thinks that comics aren't political, that Black Panther and Captain Marvel are ruining things with woke culture and political correctness, you haven't been paying attention. Comics largely stem from commentary on our real-world society, and Superman is no exception. It's the story of a man who fled to a new land, and has to bear the scorn of being an outsider. This was a direct theme that the creators wanted to explore, amidst the stories of a man who could, you know, lift a car over his head, or leap tall buildings in a single bound. We will be acknowledging stuff like this going forward, so be prepared. Uh, This is not going to be a political podcast, but if basic notions like Nazis are bad are too much for you, this might not be your flavor. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Anyway, Superman first appeared in Action Comics number 1 in April 1938 though the cover date says June. The character exploded off the comic racks, and it wasn't long before every little tyke was begging for the latest issues to see what adventures the Superman was getting up to. I mean, seriously, ask your grandma. She knows who Superman is. If that doesn't tell you something about his popularity... God, I don't know what will. He's been in movies cartoons, video games, Halloween stores, cereal boxes. He's popped up in movies that aren't even about him. As a side note, watch Iron Giant. It is fantastic. Honestly, I don't feel I really need to spend too much time on his cultural impact. If you're alive and capable of registering the world around you, you've probably at least seen and heard of Superman. So, now let's get into his stats. Superman is a Kryptonian. On the planet Krypton, they mostly function the same as humans, albeit with advanced technology. However, this is also because they live under a red sun, 
Um, in DC Comics, for whatever reason, it's not the size or the gravity of a star that has an impact on life and biology, but rather the color. Um, Kryptonians specifically evolved in a really weird way where their cells absorb radiation based on the color of a star, and their physical capabilities are entirely dependent on that light shining on them. Under red sunlight, like I said, they're pretty much the same as a normal human. But when Krypton was dying, in its final hours, Jor-El sent his son Kal-El to Earth, a planet under a yellow sun, and under yellow sunlight, Kal-El was able to become superhuman to, frankly, ridiculous degrees. He actually becomes even more powerful under a blue sun, but I can get into all that some other time. Uh, after being adopted by a farming couple, Jonathan and Martha Kent, the young Kal-El, now renamed Clark Kent, quickly showed signs of his heightened abilities. Um, the Christopher Reeves movie, uh showcase this pretty fantastically with this little toddler essentially just being able to lift a tractor over his head like it was a toy block. Uh, yeah, Clark can lift vehicles over his head with ease. Uh, he can hear whispers from miles away. He can see through walls or clothing with different visions, like x-ray vision, infrared, telescopic, or even microscopic vision. Those eyes of his can also generate heat beams, because I guess yellow sunlight lets him do that shit too. Uh, he can exhale hard enough to blow people away off of their feet, or even freeze them solid. He's bulletproof. Bullets literally ping off him when he's shot. He can leap tall buildings with a single bound, as I said before, but that's a bit redundant because he can also fly, not like with wings or even any kind of propulsion. <laughs> uh, he just floats as he pleases, fully three-dimensional movement. The man doesn't even need food or air or sleep. His body can be wholly fueled by sunlight, though it takes him many years to fully accept that, because psychologically he has trouble reconciling that he's not human, which I feel could be a very fantastic exploration of his character, and one that is hardly ever touched on, to be quite honest. Um, I, I would love to see that more often, but they just don't. They don't. Uh, the comics do it more often, but even then, it's I would say it's few and far between that we get into the psychology of Superman and how he holds himself back. I would recommend, if you are interested in it, the um, uh, one of the last episodes of Justice League Unlimited. There's an episode where Superman and Batman have to team up to fight against Darkseid, and they're losing, but then Superman suddenly comes back with a vengeance after Batman gets badly injured and insulted by Darkseid, and Superman does a famous speech uh, called the World of Cardboard speech, where he talks about how throughout the entirety of the Justice League series he's been holding back, because if he goes all out he could kill someone, 
And so he has been the direct cause of his own losses throughout the series. See, I think things like that are very interesting. And if you're interested in learning more, I think that would be, you know, a good series to look at. The Justice League series from 2000... What was it? 2005, I want to say? Very fantastic. As is its follow-up, Justice League Unlimited. Um, okay, so... One of the interesting aspects of his character is that when his home planet Krypton exploded, it shattered into irradiated fragments, which would come to be known as kryptonite. Uh, this can be either a very interesting uh, MacGuffin to push a story along, or it can be a complete cop-out that writers rely on because, I mean, honestly, it shouldn't be easy for everyone to get their hands on an irradiated chunk of dead planet from space, <laughs> but it makes the rounds. I guess, I guess when Krypton exploded, it all exploded in one direction towards Earth. I don't know, man. Comic books. Anyway. The radiation of kryptonite is enough to affect Superman's physiology in a number of ways, depending on the color of the kryptonite. Once again, color seems to be the most important factor for Kryptonian biology. Um, I mean, what's, what's weird is that in DC Comics, color plays a big deal, right? Like, there are entities, like living cosmic entities that represent color and they power the Green Lantern batteries and like in older comics from like the 60s and and whatnot there's uh, colors like the gray or the green and the these are different from the color entities or I, I think maybe later on they actually got folded in to be the same thing as it turns out I don't know the gray is all about undeath and Solomon Grundy was based on that and it's like there are ways that you could have written it in that, like, color of, like, stars or kryptonite or whatever matters, but they just didn't. It's completely separate and disjointed. It's just Kryptonian physiology, as far as I'm aware, and it's bizarre. I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to go off on tangents. Um, it's just... For, for all the reboots that DC Comics does... In this past couple decades, you'd think they would use the opportunity to streamline storytelling like that and make things make more sense, and they just don't. They really just don't. Uh, anyway, uh, the most commonly known kryptonite is green kryptonite, which harms and weakens Superman and other Kryptonians. Uh, it can even kill him if he's overexposed or if he's injured directly with it. The movie Justice League Doom, which is another fantastic movie, um, actually had him get shot with a bullet carved out of kryptonite. And, like, it was just inside him, killing him from the inside out. That's a good example. Or... Batman v Superman had Batman make a kryptonite spear, and uh, he was going to stab Superman with that, and that would have killed him. Um, my own thoughts about that movie aside, that's a good example of the way that green kryptonite can be weaponized to kill Superman. 
Uh, it should be noted, he's still capable of using his superpowers even while under its influence, but it's very difficult for him to push through due to the pain. Um, that is technically the reason why stories like Superman Returns will have him capable of lifting a mountain of kryptonite. Look, I'm not saying that it's technically impossible, but it is bullshit <laughs> uh, in that movie. That's, that's all I'll say on that matter. Um, now, if you're looking for something that properly takes his powers away, uh, gold kryptonite can actually permanently depower a Kryptonian. Um, although I think they would later rewrite that in a reboot to work differently. Uh, again, it, it, everything I say is entirely dependent on the era of story I am talking about and the feelings of the writer at, in each particular story and how much creative liberty they were given with the character. Uh, you'll notice that's a big thing going forward with superheroes, is that a studio will mandate certain status quos for a character, and that will limit a writer's ability to do anything with them. But yeah, uh, Red Kryptonite is often used as a sort of catch-all for weird effects for one-shot stories, but basically, it gives Superman odd behavior or weird transformations for a day or two, and then the effect wears off. So it's the it's the gold mine for them to be like, why is Superman doing this? Why does he look this way? Why did it uh, return to the status quo at the end of the story? Red Kryptonite. That's why. So that's cool. Uh, blue Kryptonite can only affect Bizarro, which is an alternate universe iteration of Superman. Um, and, uh, pink kryptonite makes Superman gay. That's a true story. I did not make that up. That is real. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, basically, whenever they wanted to shake things up, they introduced a variant of kryptonite into the story. And I will say Superman has some really weird stories. Um... Fun fact, my first comic I ever saw of Superman um, was called Superman Red slash Superman Blue from the late 90s. This was a reboot of an old What If story from the 60s. Uh, long story short, in that original What If story, um, one day he was just like, I'm super intelligent on top of everything, what if I clone myself and then there'll be two Supermen to get double the work done, and he just made another Superman who wore a red outfit. And then they were like, hey, together we can figure out a way to turn Lex Luthor good. And they just turned Lex Luthor good. And then the three of them all worked together, and they turned Earth into a paradise utopia. They just fixed all the problems on Earth, because it was the three smartest men on the planet. It was wild. The 60s were a hell of a time. Um, so... Uh, the 90s version, though, the reboot, uh, man, I don't know, there was some weirdness with, like, I think a solar flare made him in unable to normally absorb the yellow sun radiation, so somehow that transformed his powers into electromagnetic abilities instead of his usual power set. 
Like he could sense and feel different kinds of energy and he could shoot electrical blasts and he had to wear a different suit which contained his electromagnetic form. Oh yeah, because his body was essentially made of electricity for a while. Uh, and then a fight with Cyborg Superman and the Toy Man left him split in two. And the two wound up de developing their own diverging personalities. And uh, it was like almost like a buddy cop thing, like Rush Hour or something, where they would not get along because of their different personalities, to the point where they didn't even want to return to one Superman. Um, uh, Lois kicked them out of their... Uh, living quarters because she couldn't stand the fact that they were both fighting over her affections uh, to the point where they weren't even like caring about what she really wanted. Um, uh, there was some weirdness with like female villains at the Fortress of Solitude being like, ooh, two Superman, and another one being like, no, I want one, and they would like get in a cat fight over him, and it was, it was really bizarre. Look, long story short, he got better. He just... One day, they just fused back into one being, and then that one being got his old powers back. He wasn't electric anymore. He was just better. Like, in the context, he's like, the world rewarded me for saving it, which makes no sense. Like, this isn't Kingdom Hearts, alright? Uh... But, I don't know. Look, later on, they're like, well, it's because he discharged all of his electromagnetic energy in the fight. Okay, does that mean that his cells can absorb yellow sun radiation again? It, ugh, whatever. I, I'm getting too nitpicky. The point is, it was a weird story. Uh, there's also, like, another weird story that I remember very clearly, where uh, an old man Superman, like a thousand years in the future or something, has like a Santa beard, and he wears a t-shirt and jeans, and he used a massive monstrosity of a gun left behind centuries ago by Batman uh, to fight Nazis who were trying to turn a city of people into man-bats. Uh, that's not even to mention uh, all of the stories from, like, the 50s, uh, of Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best friend, uh, where all of the covers just showed Superman being the biggest asshole. <laughs> like, where Jimmy was crawling through the desert and dying of thirst, and Superman taunted him with a pitcher of water that he just wouldn't give him, or, like, the time Superman was forcing Jimmy to marry a gorilla. Times were weird for the Man of Steel. <clears throat> now, one thing that I absolutely have to touch on in terms of cultural impact. People make claims these days that Superman is limitless. And this is not the case. Death Battle famously did not one, but two episodes. Really got a milk for that content to claim that Superman could beat Goku, skewing the statistics and ignoring power progression and context for feats, etc., etc. They ultimately used the excuse, one character was written to overcome his limits, while the other was written to not have limits in the first place. Because, I guess, intent of story 
mattered more than factual statistics and provable data for those guys all of a sudden. Go figure. Anyway, Superman is not omnipotent. He has limits. If he didn't, he would never struggle. Beings like Doomsday, Mongol, Darkseid, and more have been able to overpower Superman in one-on-one -on -one fights. He is not the strongest being, even in his own comic series. I'll give you this hot take, which admittedly was already made by the far more successful Weekly Planet. Check them out. They're great. But if a normal dog can kill a normal man, Crypto the Super Dog can kill Superman. Boom. Done. The point I'm making is that Superman can lose. And while his tier of power is very high, he's not beating multiversal or reality-warping beings. And that's fine. Characters just operate on different tiers sometimes. I'm not about to get into the whole Saitama versus Goku thing either, but like, whenever people are like, this character is so unstoppable in their own series, that doesn't necessarily translate to the power scale of a different series. You can be like, Goku gets his ass kicked all the time. Sure. Against other beings who can destroy, like, universes. So, no. He's not gonna lose against a guy who, in his own series, fights dudes that can, like, destroy buildings. And never loses. It's just a different scale. And I feel like nerds sometimes need to be a little bit more willing to acknowledge that. Superman himself acknowledges that the Justice League exists because he can't do it all himself. Despite what certain movies, like the Justice League, <laughs> try to portray, he is at his best when the other heroes around him bring something to the table he cannot already outdo. Uh, like, what would be the point of having the Flash if you want to be like Superman could beat him in a race? Well, Superman can do all this other stuff, so just let the Flash be faster than Superman. That's his whole thing, is being the fastest man alive. Superman's an icon. He's a beacon of hope. He's a bit wonderbred and boring at times, sure, but stories like What's Wrong with Truth, Justice, and the American Way go to show why trying to make Superman something else loses the spark. Personally, I do find Superman to be most interesting in many villainous interpretations, but that's less because Superman is more interesting as a villain and more because writers these days writing him as a hero seem to be so afraid to portray him as flawed. Um, if you want a good version of Superman, I recommend Young Justice. Uh, he's not the main character of that show, but he is portrayed very well. He is a Superman afraid of facing a responsibility he wasn't prepared for, and inadvertently, he's being kind of a dickhead to someone who needs him as a result. Mm. Yes, please. Mm. Love that. It's great. It's legitimately really good. Um, like, he doesn't need to be a dystopian ruler, but he is most interesting and likable when he's not perfect.
The Dark Knight Returns had him as a man beholden to government and politicians, willing to follow orders to kill his longtime friend Bruce Wayne just because Batman was making the president look bad by doing a better job of managing a city crisis. That is a weakness that I feel makes the character much less one-dimensional. Like, if he's endlessly saving kittens from trees and telling people they can be whatever they want to be when they grow up, and he's never shown struggling through relatable issues at all, then you're just focusing on the super and not the man. I used to say I hate Superman and that he was the most boring superhero, and I still feel the echoes of that sentiment to some extent. But I see the potential of his character these days. And that potential is so dependent on whether or not the cast surrounding him is interesting, and whether or not the writer is willing to upset avid Superman fans. Because, spoiler alert, you always will, whether you're trying to or not. Being a writer for Superman is like being a writer for Star Wars. It doesn't matter what you do or don't do, you are going to piss off legions of sweaty neckbeards. There's, there's no avoiding it, and trying to hide and protect yourself from it is just going to water down your work. But more than anything, I'm grateful to Superman. People point to the Scarlet Pimpernel as being the first true fictional superhero, uh, but Superman is the reason why we have the culture that we have today, for better or for worse. He gave inspiration to children all over the world that a hero could come save them from their darkest hour, and if one wasn't around, they could become the hero. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse recently put it very well. Anyone could wear the mask. You could wear the mask. Superman was sort of the impetus, the inspiration for people believing that we didn't have to suffer through the worst aspects of humanity, that we could all be better individually. And if we all individually strive to be better, then collectively we will rise up and be better than we were yesterday. We can all be the man of tomorrow by being the best we can be. These are all the ways that we can be Superman. Living life with a strong code of ethics and morals, striving to be the best that you can be, and caring for your fellow man, that's a big one. People forget about the people in front of them, around them, by their side, because they have an image in their mind, either an image of a god that they're willing to serve and willing to hurt people in the name of, or an image of humanity as being this dark and evil thing that can never get any better than what it is right now. People look to that image and they forget to even bother trying to be better. And Superman was a big part of reminding people. He gave the world a new image, an image of a great man, one that 
everyone should aspire to be like. And he also taught them possibly the most important lesson. No matter how isolated you feel, no matter how much people attack you or make you feel unwanted, there are things you can do that make you needed. There are things you can bring to the table. And that's a reason to keep going. So, thank you, Superman. You're not always my favorite superhero. But you are an inspiration. And you are a starting point for so many great things to come. So, hats off to you. That about wraps up this episode of Cape Corner. I'll try to get these out once every week or two, depending on the reception I get. Uh, if anyone has any suggestions for aspects of these characters they prefer I focus on, whether that's the history of uh, the character in the real world, the history of the character uh, fictionally, uh, the things they can do, my commentary on their cultural impact, or... Um, their abilities or interactions with other characters, if you want to hear about teams, if you want uh, certain characters for me to talk about. Um, again, I'm into all sorts of anime and uh, video games and a lot of nerdy stuff, so if, there, if there's a request for a character, I will touch on that character before I touch on another random character. Just feel free to let me know. Uh, I might also do follow-ups on characters that have a lot to be talked about, like Superman. There's a lot that I didn't get to today. And if you want to hear more, I might just do that. As long as people want to hear more, I will say more. Uh, until next time, stay strong, stay true to yourself, and remember, we can all be heroes. This is Blue, signing out.